Welcome to the Town and Country Podcast, Two Churches, One Ministry. Thank you for joining us today. This is a very special day for us at Emmanuel Lutheran and St. John Lutheran as we begin this cooperative podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Illion, and joining us today, we have two very special people with us, Reverend Kevin Richter, who is the senior pastor at St. John's Lutheran in Rhinebeck, Iowa, and Dr. Gerald Kapanka, who is the senior pastor at Emmanuel Lutheran in Cedar Falls, Iowa. Together, these two churches have begun to cultivate a unique partnership in the Cedar Valley as they have shared resources between the two churches. It would take an entire podcast for us to discuss this unique partnership between the two churches, but we're going to save that for a different time. So today's topic includes a unique look at preaching, how two pastors can base their sermons on the same scripture text, but go down different paths as they develop and preach them. So for the next six weeks, you are both going to take a look at the book of Ephesians, and in today's focus, we're going to look at chapter one. So today, we're going to start with Pastor Kapanka. We're going to start with you. Uh, what was the main point or focus of the preaching of Ephesians 1 for you? Well, thank you, John, and welcome today. Have Good afternoon, uh, Kevin. Uh, when we look at Ephesians, the first thing I looked at was as God's plan of salvation. It jumped out to me when I looked at verse uh, four, where it said, we are chosen in Christ Jesus before the foundation of the world. That phrase just stuck in my mind as, as something powerful. Um, and then as I continued to read through the, the passages I saw in verse uh, uh, 7 and verse uh, uh, 14, in him, in Christ, in him, in him, this repeated idea that we are chosen in Christ before the foundation of the world, these cosmic phrases that kind of stuck out. So when I uh, uh, began to prepare preaching on this message, my thought was the idea of being chosen by God a as a divine cosmic reality, uh, especially as we uh, consider a world where people are looking for identity. People are looking for uh, a meaning and purpose and a belonging. Uh, so that was the, the tact and that was the, the thought that I uh, uh, began with and, and followed up in my preaching. Okay. All right. And so, Pastor Richter, what direction did you go with when it came to Ephesians 1? Well, yes, welcome to the podcast. Uh, glad to be here. Um, Ephesians 1, you know, I'm the baby of my family, so it's all about me, 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 and what I can get. So as I saw these in him, in him, it's always followed with we have, we have. And so I took kind of the approach of what we receive in Christ. So my subtitle was God's plan of salvation gives us all things in Christ. And I looked at the specifics of what we have in Christ. So I pulled out verse 7, we have the redemption by his blood. I pulled out um, verse 13, that we are sealed with his spirit. And we have the Holy Spirit, God's own presence in us, which was pretty cool because that's what we talked about the entire adult Bible study after church, so it tied in nice. And then when you get to verse 18, you know, having the eyes of your heart enlightened that you may know what is the hope and the riches of the glorious inheritance. And actually, St. Paul talks three times about inheritance. So I kind of focused on in Christ, we have, we receive the free gift of redemption, 
of the Spirit, His presence in us, a hope. I really drew hard on that one of, you know, we're living in times when people just live afraid and worried and anxious, but we have a hope that uh, trumps all that. And it's all because of this inheritance that we have in His name and we have in Him. And so it was what God gives us in Christ. So, Pastor Kapanka, did he get it all wrong? Is that what it was? Well, typically when Kevin preaches, he gets most things wrong. Okay, so, I, well, I, you know, I, there's so much there I could correct and, and make. <laughs> no, um, I, I'm, I'm just uh, humbled because uh, Kevin's a great preacher, and, and uh, he, he really took, took kind of where I was at and just uh, followed up with the, what God has given to us. Um, I was kind of looking at that God has chosen us from the beginning, but what does God give us? And and that's kind of what I'm going to say for next week when we talk about the the salvation, what we have, um, with this in Him that's in in verse four and ver- or verse uh, six or verse uh, uh, seven, verse fourteen. Um, we have this inheritance. We have this beautiful gift, and and you you I'm sure played off the, this whole idea of the, our baptismal reality in that. Um, at least I made reference to that. And um, I'm just going to ask you, Kevin. You know, did where where do you bring in the the, um, the idea of our sacramental nature and our, our sacramental grace, the the baptismal um, identity that comes from the inheritance, or how do you play that together? Well, I think uh, one, I, and I didn't even touch it just because I knew my sermon is already long enough. But I mean, today is also the baptism of our Lord Jesus, right? Yeah, so I mean, absolutely it ties in perfect with that. But two, that you know, in that uh, verse thirteen. You know, in him also, when you have heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, believed in him, were sealed with the promised spirit, uh, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it. You know, and so I just kind of walk through, you know, faith is God's gift to us. We don't choose God. He chose us. And we hear the gospel. We believe. And in the baptismal waters, we receive the sealing of the Holy Spirit. And that is the guarantee of that inheritance, you know, that it's not ours yet. I mean, we are eternal beings now. We're living our eternal life right now, but we don't have the full glory of God in the eternal kingdom. So until then, what do we have with us now? The Spirit keeping us in that as a guarantee until that Spirit. And that's in our baptismal waters, washing us, bringing us back to life every day. So, Yeah, and and that's... Uh, pretty close to what I went with. Um, I kind of followed that that in him, that baptismal inheritance in kind of the the uh, the first in him reference. Um, and then we followed that second one up with that we don't have it yet until we receive this fullness. Um, that in the meantime, he gives us that grace that comes to us in the sacrament, in the word and sacrament, that he comes to us through body and blood, and, and that he gives us his presence until we receive that fullness of the inheritance that is ours that comes at the final time, and so that he prepares us for that. So um, this this choosing of us was important to me. You know, you mentioned that you're the, the, the youngest of the children, and so that makes you kind of want those gifts. What's in it for me? You know, my personal you know, story, you know, I, I've always kind of felt inadequate. I've always felt like I, I needed to prove myself. And so when I looked at this text, I, I look at it from my own story of saying, you know, wh- what do I have to do to kind of to, to make people see me and to, to see that my worth and my value? Um, and so I, I pulled out those, God chose me, I don't have to. Um, and I look around the world and I see so many people that are, are trying to, to, to let other people know that they have something of value and worth. You know, and I mentioned the, 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 the whole me society, and, and I see this in our, our social culture, um, you know, the uh, social media that people are, are 
pursuing clicks and 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 views and and the TikTok world that that you know you're you're putting your life out there. What what purpose is that it it's so that people somehow give me value and meaning off that. Um, and as long as we're pursuing that, and then if we don't go that, we we used to do it because of popularity. We did it because of money. We did it because of status. We do it in all kinds of ways, trying to give our life meaning and value. Um, and then uh, what we have in this beautiful text that that Paul was speaking to the the Ephesians is that your value and and meaning was established before the world was founded. Uh, before he established the world, he said, "You have meaning and purpose." Because I chose you in Christ Jesus. Um, and that's just a powerful reality. And then you just said, not only that, but I'm going to give you these things, and this is what I value. I, I just, you know, that the two together would have been a great sermon, but it have been about three <laughs> hours long. Yeah, and I mean, then, you know, when you tie it into communion, and, you know, there's always the three uh, post-communion collects, and I just pick at random which one I'm going to say that day. But today I had to say the third one, which, you know, specifically says, the, the foretaste of the feast to come, you know, because I oh, threw yeah. that line in my sermon yeah, up. beautiful. The, the inheritance we have, we get foretastes of that inheritance. We get small glimpses of it. And yet, you know, I also tried to draw out the fact that I think too often, A, we get heaven and new heaven confused, but that's a whole other podcast topic for some other day. Um, but, you know, in the, the new heaven, new earth, back to absolute perfection and the glory of God, we sometimes feel like it's just like the best day we've ever had here, and that's what it's going to be like all the time. And so I really tried to express like, you know, when he says the glorious inheritance, the riches of the glorious inheritance, it's so far superior to anything we'll ever experience or understand in this fallen world, and that's the inheritance waiting for us. And yet we get these foretastes, we get these glimpses of this in the baptismal waters where we see a baby claimed and God's name placed on him or her, we see, you know, welcome to the rail to eat the body and drink the blood and, and know where all of heaven and earth laud and magnify your glorious name, you know, and, and even just the pronunciation of forgiveness that uh, God loves us so much. He could speak through a human mouth and forgive us all those sins and know they're forgiven. We get these fortes of that feast to come, which will be the marriage feast, which has no end in our eternal inheritance. So, so, how do we take that that beautiful foretaste that you mentioned of, and and Paul's speaking of this uh, to the Christians in Ephesians, and we speak to that, you know, in your case to a, a farming community in, in rural Iowa, in my case to a uh, a university town in Cedar Falls, how do we communicate that in that context? I mean, you're really good. One of the things I I, I so envy about the way you preach is that you are able to to apply that in the lives of people. What what did you do in terms of um, making that an applicable day to day reality. Uh, I drew on kind of two main factors. Um, one, just the hope we have. You know that he before he gets to the inheritance, he's talking about the the hope to which we have been called. And and I, in fact, even in my preaching, it wasn't even in my manuscript, but just in my preaching, I said, um, if you get nothing else from the sermon, this is what I want you to walk away today: that God does not want you to live in fear, in despair, in worry, in these things. That's the ways of the world. You look at the mm -hmm. world and people are full of anxiety and worry and fear. God doesn't call us to that. You know, we could go through a whole list of verses that God calls us to what is excellent, what is praiseworthy, what is joyous, you know, sing and make a new song. Um, and I think with, you know, the Perry school shooting, um, we had a, a, a teenage boy die in Grundy Center that impacted a lot of the families. Um, just there's a lot of people living in fear, living in grief, living in sadness. 
and just that hope that that inheritance trumps. So I even pulled out Romans 8, you know, the the present sufferings, for I do not consider that the present sufferings even begin to compare to the glory that waits for us. Oh, so, so good, yeah. So this life is going to have troubles, it's going to have trials, it's going to have heartaches, but they're temporary, they're short, they're fleeting. We have an inheritance for us that is eternal. Um, and then, you know, just drawing it to that, nothing in this world can take that away from us. And so, of oh, course, quote Romans, Romans 8, 8 yeah. nothing of can course, separate yeah. it, you know. So, yeah, just that we have this hope that the world doesn't have, and we have this inheritance that cannot be taken away from us. There's nothing we can do to... to you know, be stripped of it. Um, it, it's ours and it's ours. And then of course I, my children's message was fun and I know we got to wrap up time here, but it was fun because I had a tape measure and a measuring cup and a, um, scale. And I said, we can measure everything in our world. And I even took them to calculus. We can measure torque. We can measure, you know, energy and light and sound. Your and things kids we must can't be so see. much better at, at you know, cause if you're doing calculus with they, your children's sermon, they, they were mine, lost. It was over the minor whining but. suckers. <laughs> But, you know, just that we can measure everything in our world except the power of God. The only way to measure the power of God is to look at the resurrection. But when we look at the resurrection and the power of his might, we see if he's able to do that, he's able to do everything else St. Paul lays out he will do for us in Ephesians 1. And so how do we have the confidence in this, this redemption, in the spirit, in, in this, you know, inheritance? Because of the resurrection. It, it, Easter proves it's all true. That's powerful. And I guess I just began kind of stepping back, maybe just a precursor to that. Um, mine was focused on on the value that we have here, um, that you have value and purpose because God chose you. You said, and he chose you, this is what he gave you. Mm-hmm. So you kind of took it to the next step. I kind of took it the initial step because I'm that's much older and better looking than you are. And Well, you're, uh, just, you're just more academic than me. You always go to the <laughs> high things of, you know, intelligence. Yeah. And I'm I, down here just trying to bring it yeah. to an everyday person's level. Yeah. Cause I that's think where you're I live, the only but... one who will ever say that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is great. You guys are so good together. You have really come together, this partnership that you share between the town and the country really helps to um, uh, make it so that people have um, understanding not only from one perspective but from two and uh, I think that that is fantastic so we're going to wrap up this particular podcast but we are going to be back again next week at the same time we're going to be talking about Ephesians 2 Um, I want to thank you all for joining us today for our inaugural town and country podcast two churches one ministry Uh, special thanks goes out to our audio engineer Dave Kaler who we would not be able to put this thing together without you sir so you are the best. Uh, on behalf of Pastor Kevin and Pastor Kapanka, I'm your host, Jonathan Illion, and we invite you to come back next week, Sunday, as we host our second Town and Country podcast. Thanks again for joining us, and have a great rest of your week. Music